We are the number one podcast for self-empowerment, the go-to podcast for people that are tired of living as a lesser version of themselves and who are ready to make a change in their lives and those around them. If you're tired of kneecapping your growth and settling for less than you know you deserve, this is the podcast for you. We are Way Too Spicy, and this is the Success System Podcast. Welcome back to the Success System Podcast, brought to you by Way Too Spicy and you, our supporters. In our last episode, we wrapped up our four-part series on loving yourself, and we talked about our own experiences and struggles along our personal self-love journeys. On this episode, we're going to add a fresh perspective to the conversation by interviewing health and wellness coach, Courtney. Courtney is the founder of Whole Health by Court. She is, again, a health and wellness coach. But more importantly, Courtney is a daughter, a sister, a friend, a fitness enthusiast, and Auntie Coco to the ones who she cares about. And without further ado, here is health and wellness coach, Courtney. Thank you, guys. I first just want to say I'm so excited to be here and to be your first guest. Um, I think we have all, I said this to you before, have had some sort of really meaningful conversation in the gym, which yeah. is where I met this group. Um, and so when I was asked to be on this, I said, this is going to be so fun. I can't wait to tell my story. I can't wait to just kind of sit here and, and talk with you all um, because it just it's a really great opportunity. So as as Hardy mentioned, I am... A health and wellness coach. I have actually been in this space for a little less than a year now. So I am I am new, I am learning, and I think that in itself is growth. Um, I really was inspired by taking my own 12, 15 year journey um, in self-love, in taking care of myself, in putting myself first, um, in understanding the relationship I had with food and how that drastically needed to change if I was ever going to be happy, quote unquote happy, right? We can break that down a little bit later. Um, and it's now my, my passion and my purpose to help other women with that so they don't struggle for 12 years. It was hard. I was in a dark place for a long time. Um, and I don't think that any woman should have to go through that. And so it's my kind of passion and my mission to help women Simplify health. There's so much information out there and it's so overwhelming. Um, find food freedom. We don't need to be on diets. Mm -hmm. Diets don't need to be a thing, right? There is a way, when we were born, we knew when we were hungry, we cried, we were fed, we were done, yes. right? Why is now like food is this thing we obsess about? Um, and then just help women transform their minds and as a result, transform their bodies because that's what happened for me, right? I didn't, I, once I got off this quest, quest to be small, this quest to be skinny mm -hmm. and I just worried about like who am I yeah. right who is Courtney what drives her what does she like to do yeah. right what does she stand for then the weights just started falling off yeah. I wasn't doing anything differently I was just like loving this vessel that I was in a little bit more yeah. I'd love to ask you a yeah. question where did, you said you've um, been on this journey for 12 to 15 years so where did that start right like where did the when did the turning point happen and what was life before the turning point? That's a great question. So I was a, an athlete my entire life, mm -hmm. right? I still, I still identify as an athlete, um, but I played basketball, 
my entire life. Um, and so I played in college. So a pivotal moment for me was when college ended and the basketball season ended, right? Nobody talks about this piece of it, but you identify as an athlete for your whole life. Every decision I made was to play basketball. Every piece of praise I got, every positive reinforcement, where I found myself and my confidence was on the basketball court. Mm. All of a sudden that's ripped away. Yeah, and you're like, I, I was lost. Yeah. I was lost, I was confused. I didn't know who I was, right? And I went to a college that 84%, 85% of graduating seniors graduate with a job. I was in the 15%. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> right? So I moved back home with my parents and I had gained some weight at the end of college because I injured my knee, had surgery, and we got to be students for the first time. So we were partying and going out and eating and, and not working out. Um, and then so I get home and you know I'm a little bit heavier. I'm having this like identity crisis. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was so low and I was so dark and I didn't know what was next for me. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I enjoyed doing. I just knew I enjoyed basketball. Mm -hmm. um, and so a week after I got home from college, my mom was going to a Weight Watchers meeting and I went with her. And I kid you not, that started the 12 years of dieting and restricting and um, binging mm -hmm. and cutting out food groups and trying every new diet out there and just trying to hate myself skinny. That is like, and I say that with like, and you could, I mean it, right? Mm -hmm. I was really trying to get skinny because I thought skinny meant happy. Mm -hmm. But the other side of that is food and movement, this like obsession over, uh, over exercise and um, the way that I was eating replaced basketball, okay. right? So it was this control thing. I was like, okay, well I can control this. I don't know what else is happening in my life, but this is something that I can control. And so I dug my teeth into that. Yeah. What made you give it that label of this is going to be happiness for me? Like what made you think that this, that it was going to be happiness if you got this result? Like where did that belief come from? It came from a number of different places, mm -hmm. right? But I think the number one is we live in a place where like in a, in a world where you're told what happiness is supposed to look yes. like, mm -hmm. yes. what you're yeah. supposed to look yeah. like, yeah. how you're supposed to right. dress what you're supposed to have, who you're supposed to date, what you're supposed to do for a job, how much money you're supposed to make, right? So they paint this picture of what happiness is supposed to look like and what you're supposed to kind of aspire to, but it's not realistic for everyone. And everybody's idea of happiness and success is so different. Mm -hmm. But when this is what you're bombarded with and what you think is what you're supposed to do, it's so hard not to think that if I do this thing, I'll be happy. Right. And I was in the place of I was putting my whole life off. I was like, once I'm skinny, I'll start traveling more. Once I'm skinny and I'm happy, I'll put myself out more to date. Right. Like there were so many things that I wasn't doing yeah. Yeah. because I was just so focused on being skinny. And at the same time, I was getting so much positive reinforcement. Right. Mm -hmm. I started Weight Watchers after college. I dropped a ton of weight. I was thin and I was getting all of that court. You look so good. You've lost so much weight. What are you doing? Yeah. Oh my God, you look great. You must be so happy, right? Like yeah. all of that. And so then you're like, okay, well, I'm here, but I'm not happy. So what now? And I would self-sabotage and I would binge. And that's when the binging started. Okay. And so then I'd be like, well, I, it's got to be something else. And I'm not ready to figure out what that is. So time to eat again yeah. so yeah. that I am yeah. not skinny and happy. And I can use it as my, it was my safety net. And yeah. it, was a, it was my crutch for so, so, so long because I wasn't ready to do the work of who am I? Mm -hmm. 
spend time with myself, spend time yeah. with my feelings, spend yeah. time with my emotions, mm -hmm. like just like shut everything else out and be like, all right, it's time for me. Okay. I hear that. Can you tell us about what event took place that really flipped that switch for you where you said, okay, now I'm ready? Because you mentioned how you weren't ready. And I feel like a, a lot of people, and you let me know if you resonate with this, a lot of people know when they're not ready, but there's always that little voice in your head that eventually tells you, it's like, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. Mm -hmm. And eventually it says, okay, now is the time. So what was that time like for you? I say that my superpower is I know when to ask for help. And so I was about 24, 25, and I was like, I just don't. Like, something is wrong. I don't feel right. Like, I don't feel good. I wake up every day, and I'm just like, meh. So I started going to therapy. On my own, I told nobody I was doing it. I went and looked for a therapist, started going to therapy. We started working through some things, and she was like, listen. She's like, you have body dysmorphic disorder. Like, you, you look at your body, and you see something different than other people see. Yeah. You're struggling with an eating disorder right now, right? And so it was like understanding that that was what was really happening. But also once we got through those layers, we then started doing that deeper work, right? And so I don't think I was ready when I started going to therapy. I think I just knew I needed to do something and that felt like the something I should be doing. And through that, yeah, yeah, I want to change bad enough that I was like, I'm just going to try this because I think it might help me. Yeah. It's scary. It's different. At the time it was, you know, this is 10 years ago. Like even people weren't talking about therapy. Like I didn't. I didn't tell my family, I didn't tell my parents, I didn't tell my friends, I just did it. Yeah. And so I don't think there was a specific moment. I think it was more, I took that step not knowing what it would bring me. And it is one of the best things I've ever done for myself mm -hmm. because it just gives you the space to explore yourself and to, right? You're not doing anything else, but like, you're talking for an hour, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like you can't avoid it. And then when you are like kind of surface level, they make you go deeper. Yeah. And so it's kind of, you can't avoid like doing that work. So that was one moment. And the other one was the pandemic guys, mm -hmm. Yeah. you know, the pandemic, everything stopped and you were just home mm -hmm. with yourself mm -hmm. and your thoughts stillness. and oh, the yeah. stillness, right? I was that person that just stayed busy all the time to avoid the fact that I think I was so deeply sad and yeah. so deeply scared and so felt so deeply unlovable that I would, I would, I mean, I'd keep myself busy with like going to Marshalls and going shopping, right? I'd go to the gym. I'd like find things to do so that I wasn't home with myself. Yeah. Yeah. In the pandemic, there's nothing you could do. Everything's closed. Everything's right. closed mm -hmm. and you're just home. And I know it was a terrible time for a lot of people and I feel very selfish saying this, but it was one of the most pivotal moments of my life yeah. mm -hmm. because I was really had to sit with like, who are you? Why do you feel this way? Yeah. What's going on? Right. And I started journaling and I started meditating and oh, that yeah. was when I really, yeah. yeah, that's when the biggest change really happened, you know, and, and the best compliment I got, it was about, I'd say about six months ago, I saw a friend I hadn't seen in a while and she didn't say anything about the way I looked. Right. The compliment was, gosh, court, you, just looks so happy and so full of like energy and yeah. life. And I was like, oh, that is the best compliment. <laughs> it's the best. Cause you're like, yeah. I've been working so hard at this and yeah. yes, that is what I want. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. I don't want your comment to, to me to be based off of like the first thing you see my body. Right. Like I want it to be other things, yeah. Yeah. right. What else is there? Yeah. So, um, I think those were the two really the most pivotal moments. And I think the pandemic was where I really did the most exponential growth it forced us i think all of us and then we talk about this in the first couple of episodes too yeah. is just like the pandemic 
it makes you open your eyes, you know, more than anything, because you can't run away. There's no distractions. You can't go out and get, you know, drunk as hell as you used to or meet up with friends because we're all told to stay at home, not interact. And so I can co-sign. I, I feel what you're, you know, what you're saying, because we went on that journey and we were unhappy. I was unhappy. And learning to be happy was the process more than anything. Yes, 1000%. And I think we talk about this idea of self-love. And I think it's such a radical thing. Yeah. And I don't yeah. think we call that out, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. We live in a world Not that's no trying way. to tell you all these things that you're supposed to be. And so to be like, no, I'm going to tell you what I'm supposed to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. is self-love. And that is such a radical thing now yeah. mm-hmm. to be able to do, right? Mm-hmm. To, to be able to know yourself well enough to know what you need. And then love yourself enough to be like, I'm not going to get it from anywhere else but here. Like, I'm going to give it to myself, too. Please, please say that again for the audience, please. (laughs) But it is, right? It's it's one thing to know yourself enough to know what you need. And then a lot of people go looking for that from a parent or a partner or from alcohol or drugs or what have you. But to then, yeah, but to then take it to that step of, and now I'm going to give that thing to myself. Right. Right? You're not going to find it outside of anyone but yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think another level of that is like, you know, like once you learn how to love yourself and show up for yourself, you also teach other people how to love you and show up for you. 1,000%. I agree with that. And I think, you know, being 34 and single mm-hmm. for a long time, I was like, man, like what, what is going on? Why is this? And now I'm like, I get it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was not in any place or, you know, to what you just said, yeah. to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I didn't love myself enough. I can expect somebody else. Somebody else to, or to even like, get to a place where like they there were expectations around how they yeah. did that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know so that is that's a great point right mhm i love that i i loved your two points cuz i resonated so much in it in the especially when you said you were keeping yourself busy cuz i know that's something that i used to do a lot when i was really down in my personal gutter but i also love how you said you were just doing things and you didn't know if they would work Mm-hmm. Right, and we we always talk about how like action truly is the game changer. Yeah. So can you start to tell us a little bit about what it was like as you started doing these things and really started to learn to like the person you were becoming? I loved spending time with myself, right? And I still do. And I mm-hmm. think that was a huge epiphany for me because I used to be like, oh, well, I like need to make plans with my friends or I need to do something or I need to be producing something or being productive or to feel valuable and I started to find that value um, find that value in myself um, I set more boundaries boundaries are huge yes. I am yes. I am a, a, a reformed people pleaser yeah. 1000 percent I love how you say reformed yeah That's great. and yeah. that that was the other part of it right is I spent so much time making other people feel comfortable and making yes. them feel good at my own expense yeah. and so when you start to love yourself you start to set boundaries mm-hmm. which for me ended up like some friendships didn't last the boundaries. And I think that that's what's supposed to happen, right? I struggled with it. Yeah, I struggled with it a lot at first. And then I was like, I think they're just not meant to to be part of this journey with me, right? They they were there when they needed to be. Yes. Um, But it changed dynamics in relationships. It changed the way that I engaged with my family. It changed the way that I did a lot of things because all of a sudden I was thinking about what I needed before I was thinking about what anybody else needed. Yeah. And, that and, was I, the and I, I love that because we talk about it a little bit about respecting um, creating the boundaries because I think the thing is that a lot of people with creating the boundaries, we, we do want to please other people. We want to make them feel comfortable at the expense of ourselves, but that's making us feel horrible, right? Mm-hmm. More than anything. I don't feel good around you because I have to tiptoe around you and I don't want to do that. I don't ever want to do that. And 
I think like you said, COVID, being away from everybody kind of teaches like, wow, there's some things I'm not willing to tolerate. Yeah. I'm done with it, you know, and you are going to lose friends. It is part of the process, it is. but your happiness is more important. So I'm, I'm happy for you that you did that. No, absolutely. And I think the other thing that really changed for me is I stopped playing so small. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. And I knew that, yeah, I stopped playing small. I stopped doing what I thought I was supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I started thinking about what is it that I want to do? Yes. Right. And that's where this whole, the health coaching, the wellness coaching, like where that started, mm -hmm. it was actually in a therapy session and we were talking about my job and I was like, you know, I just don't feel like that fire. I like don't, I don't love getting up and going to work every day. Like it's just kind of not like, and I was working for a nonprofit. I loved the work that we did. It was great, but I just had always felt like there was just something different and something more for me. And we were in a session and she goes, well, if you could have any job in the world, what would you do? And I don't even know where this came from. Like it's nothing I'd ever thought about before. And I was like, I'd love to be a health coach. And I was like, whoa, that where did that come yeah, from, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And she was like, okay, well, is that a thing? And I was like, I have no idea. I didn't even know I wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. And so I did some research and I found uh, a certification a year long. And so I like didn't hesitate. I was like, we're not going to question this. We are not going to like sit on it. We're going to do it. And I registered the next day and got my certification throughout the, the pandemic and, um, and started coaching. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, really but it was like just stepping outside of the box, right? Yes. And like, court, play a little bigger. You have a lot to offer. Like, yes. show up for that, mm -hmm. right? Versus like playing small and not wanting to be seen and not wanting to do something wrong and not wanting to feel shame or embarrassed. And so you just kind of like do the things that are expected and go to the spaces where you know that you belong and should be. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, those days, those days just, they are behind me. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a big part of stepping into the creative version of yourself, as I like to say, is really understanding that there are no roles, there are no boxes. No. There, there is only you shining as bright as you choose to be. Mm -hmm. And I love how much you talk about how you use boundaries to really fall in love with yourself. I always tell people boundaries are your way of telling people how they're allowed to treat you, mm -hmm. which is why boundaries are so important, but no boundaries are as important as the boundaries that you set with yourself. Mm -hmm. Right? I, I know people are always saying, oh, you have to be willing to um, knock your, put your walls down, right? And let people in. But I hate that analogy. I think it's terrible, right? I prefer to use the analogy, lift your gates, right? Because lifting your gates is you knowing where you stand firmly. Your walls don't move because your boundaries don't change. And so you make you the decision, right? You Absolutely. were like, no, 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 I'm going to do this when it's, when it's I'll time. let you in sometimes and other times you're not allowed and this is my time. Right. Yeah. I like the fact that you also talked about like how you came across a health coach, a health coach course, and you just took the leap of faith, right? And just went full force. Talk to us about like, how did you feel in the moment, right? Because I, mm -hmm. I feel like there might've been a moment of uncertainty, but you had that like inner belief within yourself that no i'm going to do this i'm going to figure it out i was terrified it's expensive yeah, yeah like that's like, <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't like a, i'm just going to sign up for this yeah. and that's that i was like no i'm going to make an investment right yes. and i was like court invest in yourself like bet on you right what is the worst that can happen right i think we all go to worst case scenario mm -hmm. but it's like all right well then if that's where your mind's first going to go let it go there but then have that conversation with yourself. I do so much talk up here now, yeah. right? So, so, so much because your first thought is not the right thought, right? That's just your subconscious like thing that comes up. And then yeah. it's like, okay, well, let me think about this. Does this serve me? What is a better, kinder, more useful thought that I can have? And so when I was sort of telling myself all the reasons why I shouldn't do this and why I'm gonna fail and why it's stupid and why everybody would look at me like, like I'm like, who does she think she is, right? Like becoming a health coach. Yeah. Um, 
it was me saying, Court, you know what you're talking about, right? You know, you've experienced this. And now this class is going to give you all of the other science pieces to it and all of the other information to then go out in the world and share your story along with what you've learned, right? So there was a moment where I was like, mm, I mean, nah, <laughs> I don't think so. Was it the journaling that helps you kind of go through that thought process? Because you said a lot of you know, key things in your own thought process. I don't think anybody usually goes through that because if you go negative, you're just, oh, this is the negative worst case scenario. And so because of that, I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to take any action. But you look at it as like, nah, that's just my other, you know, the other person talking. And so can you tell us about that process? Yeah, journaling changed my life. Mm -hmm. But I didn't start journaling for that purpose at first, uh -huh. right? I used to really struggle with sleep. And it was because I wouldn't allow my myself to just stop during the day and like, listen to what was happening up here mm -hmm. and so the second I laid down to go to bed and the world was quiet and everything was quiet my brain was like my turn <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here yeah. um and it would just go crazy and I couldn't fall asleep and I used to I was a terrible sleeper and then I'd wake up so early with the most anxiety like it was just like not a great um not a great cycle not a great thing for me and I had someone recommend like you should keep a journal by your bed and at night when you have all these thoughts write them down because then you're giving yourself that peace of mind where it's like, if this is important and I need to do something with it, it's here for tomorrow. And mm -hmm. if it's not, it's just a thought that came and went. Yeah. So that's where it started. And then I realized that it was really cathartic for me. And it was really like, at the time, I felt like my brain just had so much stuff in it that that helped me make sense of what was happening up here. And so I would start doing it in the morning. And now I just like typically have a journal on me pretty often. And if I just have something happening that I need to write down, I'll write it down and it helps me sort of sort through um, my thoughts. But yes, to your point, it, it was the writing down what I was thinking and then looking at it and being like, okay, how do, I, how do I combat that, right? What is that statement? And then what is a more positive statement? And I would write them. And then I would read the more positive statements and they almost acted as like affirmations, yeah. right? And that, that positive self-talk. Um, but it's, it, it was a practice of writing it down and seeing it and visualizing it, right? That then like, okay, that one is true. That one is not doing anything for me. Anything for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. It's like auditing your mind. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I loved how you talk about two very important things that I think can be very impactful for anyone who's listening to this. And it's one, being okay listening to yourself, right? It's like your thoughts are not good. Your thoughts are not bad. They just are. Yeah. Right? Like just allow yourself to feel how you feel and number two the thing you said is sometimes you have to know when to cut it out and then start talking to yourself mm -hmm. i know that's one of the key lessons that i really reinforced through reading david goggins book and can't hurt me when he said a lot of times when people get in situations where they're used to playing small their default thing to do is to listen to themselves and to play small and it's really in those moments having that reinforcement of your audited thoughts and be like no i'm not listening to myself i'm talking to myself in these moments mm -hmm. i'm going to be my own biggest supporter because i know what i'm capable of right playing for yourself rather than playing to fit exactly in the round peg that society has placed you in yeah. and i think i think what's important just adding on to that point you got to know where you want to go oh, yeah. right if you don't know where you want to go or like it's hard to combat these thoughts because you're just going nowhere. So you have to have a vision of the future that you want for yourself. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And prior to even knowing where you want to go, right, you have to really figure out who you are. Mm -hmm. Right? Take audit of your personality, your life. Like what do you like and what don't you like? What are you willing to change? You know what I'm saying? Like you really have to 
make that commitment and have that inner belief that I can do more. I am meant for something bigger. And because I love myself so much, I'm going to st going to continue to grow and nothing's going to get in my way and stop Exactly. Me. And I yeah. think one of the things that I talk about with my clients like very early on, right? This is like session one. We are talking about this is what is your why? Yeah. Right. Yeah, why are you yeah, doing yeah. this? Why are you doing this? And I, and I let them answer first because I want them to be really authentic with what their why is. Yeah. Right. And then we have a conversation about an internal why versus an external why. Mm -hmm. Right. So if your why is based off of how you want people to view you, the, the positive reinforcement you want to get from society, the things that you see that you think you're supposed to be like the second things get hard, you're ditching whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, it yeah. is not tied to you in any way. And it's just not, it's not going to stick. Yeah. Whereas when your why comes from like, I want to feel good. I want to have energy. I want to be able to walk up and down the stairs and not be winded. I want to run around and play with my kids. I want to live a healthy life, not just live, right? But I want to live a healthy life and I want to live my life. When things start getting hard, it's so much easier to come back to that why because yeah. it's part of you, right? It's part of, of who you are and why you're doing this. Yeah. And so it's so powerful to really get clear on your why for anything, right? Yeah. You can talk about your why for what you do for work, your why for why you go to the gym every day, your why for why you are food prepping, your why for anything, and they can, and they can all be different, right? But as long as you have one, you're always gonna come back to that, and it's always gonna get you to continue going forward. Yeah. Absolutely, and I've loved this entire conversation. I wanna ask you now, if you were to be speaking to that one person listening to this, who really just feels lost or stuck in place in their own self-love journey, what piece of advice would you give that person? First, that it's not always gonna be this way, right? You've done hard things and you will continue to do hard things. Um, and I think I would tell them to just quiet the noise, right? Look at social media less, consume the media less, and just go into yourself, mm -hmm. right? Journal and write down one of the best journal exercises that I will do pretty often, um, and it's a, a Mel Robbins, I heard her say it on a podcast, is when were you happiest in your life and write down all the things you were doing, right? And then write down what you're doing right now. Where's the difference, right? Where is the disconnect? Because if you know what a life that feels good for you looks like, and then what you're doing now isn't aligned with that, then there are some changes to make. The other thing I would say is start small, right? We all think that we need to just implode our lives to make any sort of change, right? Oh, I wanna get healthier and create better habits. I need to change everything that I do. No, you don't. It's the small, tedious, menial things that you do every single day consistently that makes the big change, right? So instead of, I need to change my whole diet, it's I'm gonna eat a more protein and, and fat high breakfast, but that's, that's the only thing I'm changing for a week and then I'm gonna change something else, right? Habit stacking versus yeah. trying to change everything oh, at once. Yeah. Um, some gems out here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good job, good job. Yeah. And the other thing I would say is just write down who you are and mm -hmm. see what comes out, yeah. right? And go deeper than like what you do for a job and those things, right? Like who actually, who actually are you? But it's really just the first step is spending time with yourself. As scary as that can be, I avoided it for years because mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know if I actually like me. So I'm just going to, I'm going to wait on this one. <laughs> right? Or like, what if all this sadness comes to the surface? What do I do with it? Right? But the only way to go through it is to feel it. Right? And that is, that is the most powerful message that you can tell someone. 
Um, but it's also the hardest to actually very difficult to yeah. actually do. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But it's so worth that. it. Yeah, we're not so taught how to manage our emotions at all we're not taught a lot of things and that is yes that is that is a big one of them is we're not taught how to name them we're not taught that like they're all okay Mm -hmm. we're also not taught that happiness is the same as every other feeling and emotion it's not something that once you get to it's there forever Mm -hmm. right and so it's we're all aspiring for happiness but like i'm really aspiring for contentment right and that's not complacency they're very different words I am aspiring to be content in the life that I am living, but also continue to aspire for more and for growth and for curiosity and for learning, but to be so content where I am. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that, that com- that's happiness, right? Happiness comes with that. But if you're just looking for happiness, then you really got to sit in that moment when it comes because it's not, <laughs> it's not, <laughs> it's not lasting forever, right? Hold on to it real tight. Um, yeah. And it's just pick one habit, do it the confidence you feel from achievement yes. is then like, that's what then is like, well, if I can do that, I can do something else. Mm-hmm. Let me add something else here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did that too. Let me add something else, right? This is the journey I go on with my clients. We start real small, real, real, real small and real basic. And I'm not having them do anything crazy too, right? That's the other thing is it's getting enough sleep. It's having some sort of morning routine so that you are not just like a psychopath rushing into your day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, eating more vegetables, like just, just put them on your plate. Um, it's moving your body, moving your body. Um, and it's having some sort of spiritual practice. And when I say that it's not, you know, people are like, Oh, woo woo, like right. Spiritual, (laughs) but it's really like, is it journaling? Is it meditation? Is it like cooking? Right. For me for a long time, cooking was my place of like peace. And I would take time to make myself a really nourishing meal because that was self love for me. Because I said, court, when you have company over, you cook these like really elaborate, delicious meals. But when it's just you, you throw something together. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? I don't deserve just me, that really great meal. And so now I really take the time to, it, right? And it's those little things, but that's self-love. Yeah. And I love to cook. And it was always just a place where like my head felt clear and I could think and I could just like connect with myself. And I love doing things with my hands. So it was just, I found that that was a place that I, really kind of felt good therapeutic yeah yeah yeah, very much honestly i I loved all of that (laughs) and i'm sure all of our audience members listening if you were really listening there are a ton of gems in there but please let the audience know where and how they can connect with you yes you can find me on instagram at court sherm c-o-u-r-t-s-c-h-e-r-m um i am working on getting on twitter on tiktok but Y'all, that place is scary. (laughs) (laughs) You can find me on on Instagram. Please DM me, message me. I would love to. I love having conversations with folks in my in my DMs. Like that is one of my most favorite things to do. Like ask me a question, say hi, anything, and I will chit chat with you right back. Um, I am. I've always loved to coach. I've always loved to help. I've always loved to be of service to others and see them succeed. And that is why I do this, right? It is not, that's, that's the real like purpose behind why I started, I started doing, um, I started Whole Health by Court. And I just, I want folks to resonate with the things that I say, but also like see me as a person and a human, right? I am, I am just as human as everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, And I want to welcome them into this space with me. 
right? Come on this journey with me. I'm very much still on it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very, very much still ends. on it. It never ends, right? Yeah. Healing isn't, healed isn't a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a constant kind of evolution. Process. And so I just want to like, just bring this whole community with me and, you know, just right. do this all together. Definitely love it. And if you enjoyed this conversation and all our other conversations, of course, as always, please reach out to us. We'd love to talk. We'd love to hear your story and we'd love to connect. As always, you can reach out to us at the at Success System Podcast on Instagram. And you can reach out to any of us personally, myself. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok. Yes, it is a very scary place. <laughs> you have to give me some pointers. Oh, I, I got you. At I am Coach DT. That's D as in Dave, T as in Thomas. You can find me on Instagram at I am Sherry J. That is S H E R R I J. And you can find me on Instagram, Coach Amadeus, A M A D E U S. This has been the Success System Podcast brought to you by Way Too Spicy. And we will see you next time. Keep it spicy. Still working on that outro. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs>